0: Welcome to this episode of Through Autistic Eyes. I am your host, Christopher Kassin, uh autistic photographer that's just learning more about the world, and I'm taking you guys along with me. So here we have, as tonight's guest, uh, um, as the name description says, a medium. Welcome, guys, to Patty Horton. Uh, i Met through a competition called the Next Impactor, and she also was on one of my most earliest live streams. So I'm glad that sh- glad I asked her to be able to come back on and share more a little bit of wisdom.
1: Yay! I love sharing wisdom. I'm grateful to be here. So, hi Nancy. Thank you for hey, having Nancy. me. Always exciting. I loved being on your um your early live stream. It was a lot of fun. We had a lot of laughs that day.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, and also I believe it was you that helped me actually think of the name to "Autistic Eyes," actually. So, I think a I, I, video.
1: I know, and I love your sizzle reel. That sizzle <laughs> reel is, um, that's that's powerful. So that's a really, that's a really cool sizzle reel.
0: Yeah, thank, thank you, and also gotta thank Brian Sly for that. From uh, of oh, all the times for me, my, my mind to go blank. There we go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I believe he was your teammate, wasn't he? Yep,
0: yeah, but oh boy I didn't the, there we go again blank oh and uh, hey Andrea, hey guys I keep missing the scissor. how do I see it? Um, well, you're going to have to do a little bit of a replay actually So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so. a good one so it's worth yeah. the watch for sure. Mm. Yeah. It'd be cool to have it on, and you know, where it pops up first thing on your um on your Facebook page.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's really cool. So uh, let's get started because tonight's subject is a, more about um, not just business entrepreneurship, but involving spiritual spirituality and spiritual practice in your business and how the two can integrate instead of, well, a bit of clashing, so to speak, especially with some, a little bit of today's climate with, uh, uh you know, um, I'm trying to find the right words to say, but.
1: Hey, just, you know, take your time and let them flow as they will. That's the way that it works. Sometimes our yeah, brains have to catch up.
0: Yeah, especially with, uh, this one. I, for those who are watching for the first time, I have Asperger's syndrome, which is a high-functioning autism, so sometimes uh, it takes a little bit for me to, you know, translate my thoughts into words here, especially with the English language. So. <laughs> but yeah, because there's a lot of division. Some can do it very well, and some it ends up being controversial, so to speak, especially when it comes to, you know, people with Christianity, for example, is what's And, uh, you know, it kind of has me thinking of, uh, how do you approach this when you first started?
1: Well, my spirituality, um, I was raised in the Catholic church, so Mm -hmm. I give a lot of credence to Catholicism because it was the doorway that introduced me to God. Right. And Mm -hmm. so it showed me the way and helped me to understand what faith was. But I was also having these experiences as a young girl, you know, eight years old was when I had my first, as I can recall anyway, spirit appear in my bedroom. So mm-hmm. it was from that moment on when that spirit, um, that dead relative appeared in my bedroom that my life changed forever. It was when I knew I was different. It was when my um, sensitivities gotten um more awakened. I was a super sensitive kid, but it was I was sensitive mm. to the energy. I cried a lot. I didn't know why I was crying. Um, mm. But it was because I could feel what other people were feeling. I, I would mm. know what people were thinking or feeling about me. And
0: so for me, of, so kind of like an empath.
1: So they mm. very empathic. So mm. my empathy, you know, they say empathy is a gift that everybody has. And Mm. compassion is something that we learn so empathy is the gift of all human beings except mine was supercharged because i was not only tapping into my empathy and my empathic gift i was also tuning into the spirit beings that were around me and um so my life was very intense my Mm. mom used to call me sarah (laughs) bernhardt she'd go oh my god you're such a sarah bernhardt why are you always crying And so later in life, I really realized why I was crying as a child because Mm -hmm. I felt a little isolated, but I really didn't know why. And it was because Mm -hmm. my sensitivities were were peaked. They were on overdrive. They were supercharged. And I, being unaware as a kid, didn't know how to manage them. So I had to maneuver through life in a very um, unique way and at times a solitary way. So I found myself alone a lot as a child and spending time in my bedroom and painting. So painting was one of my outlets. I, I Mm. loved painting, I loved art, and I used to get A's in it. And I could sit in my room for hours and just paint pictures and and just this creative outlet for me helped the energy to dissipate. So it wasn't so intense. Mm. But you probably get
0: that yeah, for me, it was drawing, actually, I drew a lot, even during classes, sometimes that little sketching, sometimes, kind of recently, I'm starting to wonder if it, it was more of my way of stimming, so to speak.
1: Mm-hmm. So. And the, the doodling, you know, and so I, I found myself doing the same thing as you as you speak about that. And I can really think about it being intensified more in seventh and eighth grade, and especially in high school. So mm-hmm there was a lot of that, that doodling going on because the older that I got, the stronger my spirituality or my gift became um, mm. present in my life. But I, all, I also had my Catholicism to fall back on. I just mm. needed to know how to marry both of them. And I believe that they could be married and have a happy existence as long as we understand where they fit into our lives. So mm. religion and spirituality are what you would call kissing cousins. That's how I like to look at them. You know, mm. they're, they want to walk the same path, but they're very different. So
0: yeah. similar um, yet different kind of like a branching off paths.
1: Almost definitely. So your religion is very ritualistic. It's going to take you down one path. There's only one way. Um, don't rock the boat. If you do, you know, if you fall away, you're not Christian enough and um, from the spiritual perspective we're all droplets of god we're all pieces of god walking around inside of a human body so everybody's light is an amplification of that god source that god energy that god light and everybody wants to call god something different but we all come back here and we live these human lives to exude that portion of ourselves out into the world so that's where god as i see god is in everybody's life even though some people may not believe in God, or they may call God something different, but source Mm. energy um, is another word that some people like to refer to God's source energy as.
0: Yeah, in some aspects, that actually kind of reminds me of a section of Hinduism called Advaita Vedanta, where it's uh, the non-duality, so to speak, where we think everything is separate, but that's the illusion itself, when we're all actually just like a piece of that one, so to speak. And that kind of reminds me of that one uh, parable. I believe I told you last time, the one with the blind men and the elephants, where they were told to describe the asked to describe the elephant. So one goes up to the feeling the ear and saying, "Oh, an elephant is like a fan." And one goes to the tusk and says, "Oh, an elephant is like a spear." The elephant and the elephant tail that another felt is. He says that it's, okay, an elephant's like a rope then, and then another one leans against the side and is adamant that an elephant is like a brick wall, and that they all have, their experiences aren't uh, false or whatever, it's the conclusions that, that are, that they only discovered one piece of that hole.
1: exactly and so each of our we could all like we'll just use the church just for an example hmm. we could all be sitting in the church right and and I don't go to church anymore i when I was 13, I told my mom, I would make my confirmation and I would do it in honor of her, but I wasn't going back to the church when I was done because it wasn't for me. Mm. But if I went back to the church, we could all be sitting in the church and we could all be receiving something different from what we hear. Even though in the church, the priest is going to tell you that this parable or this passage only means this yet spiritually, spiritually, we should all be allowed to take from that passage what it means for ourselves and apply it to our lives because Mm. we're all having different experiences but we're all gathered in one space and what we take from those words should be individual to ourselves, and that's what spirituality teaches us it teaches Mm. us how to um absorb the words in an individual way as we walk out of the church or we walk out of the chapel or we walk off of the pews we apply those words to ourselves in a very unique way and that's the way that I think the church um, would grow or change because more people would be able to make their own opinions or form their own ideas about what was heard, just like the elephant. And I love that story. And I don't believe you shared that story with me last time. Mm. But I love that story. What a beautiful story. Because, you know, if I felt the elephant's ear, I might feel the elephant's ear as a blanket that could cover me and keep me warm. Mm. You know, when you talk about elephant's ear, it's like, oh, it it could be something soft that I could, or, you know, a place that I could hide behind when I needed shelter. You know, I, I mean, it's just a really wonderful parable. I love that. Thank you for sharing.
0: Yeah, no problem. I actually got it from a. It was like a video documentary someone created on YouTube called Samadhi. Actually, so it was It was kind of more of my first step into learning. Oh, oh the spirituality thing, something that's beyond Christianity, so to speak. I want to explore a little bit. So,
1: well, you know, like Christianity. Kind of
0: that's kind I'd- of my my start with it.
1: Well, Christianity, right? When we're introduced as a child to different things, um, it becomes a foundation. So, it yeah. just becomes like the blocks that we put down because we're going to frame the house as we grow. So, yeah. all of a sudden, as a child, our parents are going to introduce us to things, whether it's Christianity or maybe even not believing in God or maybe believing that nature is the way. Whatever way they're going to introduce us to what they want to call universe universal Mm. energy, spirituality, it's going to be those building blocks. And then as we grow, we say, you know what, this has fed me enough. Now, where do I need to go to get fed some more? And then all of a sudden, as we grow, we begin to, you know, the foundation is there and we begin to build the walls. And Mm. so when we find ourselves, as we move throughout life, the walls go up, the roof goes on, the door goes on, the windows go on. Mm -hmm. And then when we outgrow that house, we might build a new house because mm. we'll, we take all of the spiritual things that we've learned from this original house that was built and created as we move throughout our lives and we take pieces of that as we build our new house. So we never yeah. ever truly lose anything that we've learned. We, I look at them as stepping stones and the stepping mm. stones are what support us as we move on to the next phase of life or the or the next aspect of our spirituality. And spirituality is so all encompassing and that's why I love it because for mm. me, the Tao, I love Taoism. I I love to follow the natural world. I, I love to go, you know, with the flow, I could sit and watch a tree move and the most beautiful words will flow into my head because in that moment, I'm really listening to how the tree is speaking as the wind, the tree and the and the leaves give, give, um, voice to the wind. Hmm. Right.
0: Song came in my head from Pocahontas. Like, See, they all the colors of the wind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't, I've never seen Pocahontas, but I like
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was talking to a grandmother tree, so to speak. So it kind that kind of came up in my head. Listen. And also from the example of the house, that also in some ways is similar to building a, building businesses, so to speak, and entrepreneurship. You start off running the first ends with your first business it may or may not work out but if it doesn't then that becomes the basis towards the new foundation new business so um so did you st- for and of course you own your own business as well which is uh inner eye connections so uh did you start off with the business idea associated with this gift from the very start or were there other things beforehand
1: Um, I actually had a construction business that I ran for eight years. So Mm. I had my own corporation, but I was always doing my spirituality. Oh, thank Mm. you, Nancy. My spirituality was always a part of me. It was never separate from me. So Mm. wherever I moved throughout my life, I always had that spiritual aspect of myself percolating to the surface because it was Mm. not separate of me. So I really did, um, I, I was really in the field of construction and trucking and heavy equipment and all of those things. And um, my first business was a construction company. And so I moved heavy equipment, I moved dirt, um, you know, people hired me mm. and, and used my fleet and those type of things. So that was my very first hand in business, but my spirituality, I was already doing it. I just didn't look at it as a business. Mm. And then after I closed the doors to my business, is when the um, inception of my website began. And so mm-hmm. I created this web- website and, and wanted to start offering classes to teach people about all of the things that I had learned along the way. You know, I knew that there had to be somebody that would benefit from the knowledge that I had mm-hmm. gained through all the years that I spent in classroom and workshop and retreat. And so I did all of these things. And so I took all of that knowledge and wisdom and I began creating classes. So Hmm. I took what I had learned and created something that was unique and individual to myself. So Hmm. when I began to do my website, I was working in construction. And then in 2016, I got into a very bad car accident which took me away from my career. And I had um, injured my back and my neck, and they're both fused now. But that's what really threw me into really focusing more on creating my um, spirituality, my website as a business for myself, because I couldn't do my job anymore. If I never got injured, I would still be doing them simultaneously. But now my business is what I offer. And, and so what do I do? I help people understand who they are on a spiritual level. And they help educate the spiritually curious. So I help them to understand nice. their intuition.
0: Hmm. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. So um, when you first started, um, were you a little bit nervous or maybe thinking about what might others might think? Because I know some people that might be spiritual like us self, but maybe a bit, you know, a little bit nervous. So um, was that true for you? And if for anyone else out there that might be thinking of doing something similar? Do you have any advice for them?
1: The first thing I can say is that um, the first thing that will stab you in your foot is when you worry too much about what other people think of us because throughout my construction career, I worry too much about I had to worry about what were the men thinking about me because They were always judging my work. So I had to be a hundred times better than they were so that I could stand side by side with them and create this equal footing. But in my Mm. spirituality and the spiritual aspect of myself, I never found myself comparing myself to anybody because it just was natural for me. So um, one thing I can say is don't go looking at what everybody else does, don't search um, the internet, don't look you know, go to other people's websites, this is just Mm. my advice, and say, Oh, well, this person's doing that. So I must have to do that, because Mm. they're doing that. And that's successful um, for them. So it must, it's going to be successful for me, you have to find out who you are as an individual, on a spiritual level, and you have to bring that aspect to the fore. And Mm. then everything else is cake, everything else will will flow the way that it's supposed to flow and you know what you're going to put out some hits and you're going to put out some misses and you can't let the misses get you down if you put out a workshop or you put out you know a class and it just doesn't feel the way that you wanted it to or maybe it just bombs and it and it Mm -hmm. doesn't get anybody there you can't let that stop you You just say oh. That just wasn't what I was supposed to do. And then mm-hmm. you have your backup or you have the next thing that you want to offer. And the next thing that you have to offer, you might have 50 people sitting in your classroom. Yeah. You may have 50 people sitting in your expo or in your, de- your, you know, your public demonstration, but mm-hmm. you have to continue to move forward. If you allow the misses to affect you, you'll never move forward in any business. That goes for business all the way across mm-hmm. the board.
0: Oh, definitely. You just have to think about um, reexamining of how, okay, what went well, what didn't go well, and what you can do to improve next time with the lessons learned, because the only time it truly ever fails is if you decide to throw in the towel.
1: Right. And say you have a workshop, right? And you have all these mm-hmm. big dreams and you're like, oh my goodness, this workshop is just going to be so full. And, uh, and you and you show up at the workshop and only two people show up. Well, those were the two people that were supposed to hear what you had to say, mm-hmm. right? And then the next time you do something else and, you're, and you're, your mouth is hanging open, you're like, where are all these people coming from? And, and the room is overflowing with people. And you know that this is what those people were. They were all supposed to gather because there was a bigger collective that needed to hear what was said tonight. So I always say you show up and you serve those who have taken the time to sit in your group, to sit in your circle, you know, because those two people or even that singular person or those five people are gonna walk out the door. And if you've left an imprint in a positive way upon their hearts, they're going to talk about you and they're going to share it with everybody. And your greatest business card, your greatest promotion is word of mouth.
0: Yeah, That's
1: definitely. the way that anybody will grow is through word of mouth. We can do all of the technology things that we wanna do, but if you don't show up and the work can't back up what you're offering, then you're not going to move forward in the way that you want to. It's the word of mouth. It's those clientele that'll build your business. Oh sure, go ahead. Yep.
0: Come on. <laughs> Don't mind the family dog. Oh, I like <laughs>
1: dogs. Come
0: on. Hi everybody. <laughs> he's getting his dog. Always oh, taking his time, just waiting. Waiting you to know, come in.
1: I used to um I used to work with this uh hi Todd. Hey, I used to work with this gentleman and I used to record my meditation CDs in his studio. And so mm-hmm. I would, um I'd have my script on and I'd have, I'd bring him the music. And, and so I would sit in the corner and the microphone would be there and I'd put the headset on and I'd listen to the music and I would begin to speak. And mm-hmm. he, he would say, every time you're in here, he says, he says, because his dog is always so hyper. He says, my dog, completely relaxes and is in the most relaxed state ever. And so I always find that funny because um, when I, when you say, Oh, the family dog, it just reminds me of that story of how our energy um, influences not only people, but it affects animals as well. So um, I always think about uh, that little dog. His name was Nike and he just used to pass out and and listen to my voice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's cute. Okay, so y- yep, Nancy, dogs sense energy. They yep, do. They do.
1: They do yeah. sense energy. You know, when um when my husband started getting seizures, um, in the year that my dog, my last dog, Jasmine, had died just before mm. her fifteenth birthday, she started yeah. getting seizure seizure activity. So my husband got ill and he started having seizures, and the and my dog, who's never had a seizure in her life started having numerous seizures and they had to put her down but it was really interesting because they really feel she was sensing his energy and and it was almost duplicating in her body so it was very mm. strange to have a human being and then my my fur baby both mm. having seizures at the same time so it was a very very interesting thing when i think about mm. it today
0: mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. so uh you know you talked about using technology with a getting CDs for your meditations. Is there anything out what kind of uh with the hold on, it's coming. It's okay. Coming. Um, you know, with the tech landscape always constantly evolving with new things coming up, have you have, what kind of opportunities have brought up come about with it that really helped you be able to spread your business and being able to reach many more people?
1: Um It's kind of staying, it's just like any business, we have to stay current, right? And so we have to find a way to reach the population. So um, one way that I've used technology is everything, any event that I ever post, anything that I ever do, even if I have an event link and say I created, we'll use Facebook for example, and I created Mm -hmm. a Facebook uh, event. Inside, if you click on the event, you you could find my website link and it'll bring you there. But one thing that I always found that was strategic and worked in my favor was to to find a powerful sentence about what it was that I was offering and offering the, the website link above the event itself. So they could get to it right away without having to open up the Facebook event and take them right to my website and they could read the same thing there. So... It's learning how to combine um, all the aspects of your business um, through technology, putting the links to your website whenever you can, um, Mm -hmm. co-mingling them, but knowing how to hold back and when to push forward. So what you do is is you kind of watch what's going on, who's reacting, who's not reacting, not being overbearing, um, not putting your event up every single day, because it's, I find for myself, hmm. if I'm following somebody and I'm enjoying their work, but every day, three times a day, they're advertising their event, I'm going to tune them out. I'm going to turn them off and I'm just going to unfollow them for a while because it gets to be too much. Yeah. So you have to be very strategic in what you're doing so that you don't push people away, but you have to keep your events in the awareness of the people's eyes. Yeah. Um, it was a couple of years ago, maybe four years ago. I was at a festival and it was called the Fest. And this gentleman goes, oh, hi, Patty. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, and I'm going, I don't know what his name is. I'm like, so I had to pretend like I knew him because this used to happen on jobs. I said, so I'm like, oh, hi, how are you doing? And he goes, oh, I don't, you don't know me. I'm like, thank God. Cause I don't know what your name is. And he says, he says, you're Facebook famous. And I said, what does that mean? He goes. You know exactly when to put out your face, what to do about it, and to put your information out there in such a strategic way that um, everybody has started to recognize and know who you were. But I didn't mm. realize that I was doing it in such a strategic way. But he said, "What you've done is very effective." He says because I I recognize you, and so do so many other people that are at this festival that you don't even know their name. Mm. So when you start getting feedback like that, you know that you're hitting the right numbers. You know that you're you know you're hitting the right right and it's just um not being overbearing but staying hmm. present if that makes sense
0: yeah of course and uh i'm kind of curious is there a little bit of intuition involved in that is there <laughs> a little bit of, i don't know i kind of sometimes think of how especially now recently with using meditation so so to speak and all these other something that you usually in the past think of as more of a spiritual practice practice, and it's being more mainstream. So how is uh, um, the question was at the tip of my tongue? It's just, It'll come back. Yep, it will. Hold on, folks. Uh, just how the integration between your spiritual practice and running your business has evolved and intermingled, so to speak.
1: Okay. Remember I told you I ran a construction company for eight years. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll tell you exactly how it works. So I, I would go and get the business. I'd work in the field. I'd have to collect Mm. the money. I'd meet the general contractors. I was very hands-on in my business. I did Mm. all of the billing, everything. So I would go out and find some work. So I would know if I'm to work with this person or I wasn't to work with this person. So my husband and I did this together. And my husband said, we're going to go do this for a gentleman named Chris. And I said, no, we're not. And he said, yes, we are. I know him. He's a friend of mine. And we're going to, you know, we're going to go do some work for him. I said, no, we're not. I'm telling you, this is a bad idea. And so when he overrode me, his friend ended up costing us, you know, over $6,000 in losses because he never paid us. Right. Mm. So my intuition had always been on track. When I had my, my company, I said, we're going to go get a low boy. And then everybody in the industry said, what are you gonna get a low boy for? You'll never use it. And I said, oh yeah, watch me. So I went and had my low boy built up in Indiana, brought it back home. Within three weeks time, I sat down with the owner of um, Patent Tractor. I told him why he needed to use me, that he had the best two drivers in front of him and that we would be able to move any piece of equipment that he had. So before we left the yard before we left the lot and we were on our way out, they called us up and asked us to start making moves, and we worked for them for three straight years. And everybody in the industry was floored because they said, "How did you do that?" I just knew. I just mm. followed my gut. I listened to my hunches on the inside. I knew what I should do and what I shouldn't do, and I allowed my um, I allowed that inner knowingness to guide me in my construction business. So it's always been a part of me, and it's mm. just trusting that. You know, sometimes we want to do something. But we know that we shouldn't do it because it's not going to benefit us, but we yeah. do it anyway. And then we learn the hard way. So I've always known. And and whenever Larry made a decision and happened three times, hmm. finally, finally, he said, I get it now. Hmm. And so he began to listen to what I had to say. And so we always made the right decisions because of that. So it was really very hmm. important.
0: Yeah. Don't always listen to up here. Sometimes you really need to listen to it down here, so to speak butt, stomach, whatnot, deep within.
1: And if you can see it in your mind, right? Because your mind becomes the roadmap. So let's talk business, right? Say we want to manifest something in our business. So let's use manifestation because any successful business is done through manifestation. Hmm. So in our minds, we see it clearly. And so our mind becomes the roadmap. So say we're going to go on a skiing trip, right? And so I got my roadmap out. And I want to go to Michigan. So I know I'm gonna to go to Michigan and I know I'm gonna go up to Copper Harbor. So I've got it, I've got my whole route mapped out. So mm. now I have to get into my vehicle, and my vehicle is my heart. So I prepare my vehicle and so my I make sure that my vehicle is packed with all my belongings, you know, all my food, everything that I need. Now I need to go to the gas station and get my fuel, and my fuel mm. are my emotions. So when I got my, when my emotions are in line with my vehicle, which is my heart, and my heart is in alignment with my mind, which is my roadmap, then I'm in perfect alignment with all things to manifest themselves within the matter of minutes, within a matter of hours, within a matter of days. So that's the alignment that everybody needs to be in when they're trusting their gut. That's what we call perfect alignment, perfect harmony with self, perfect understanding, um, recognizing those internal nudges are pushing us in the right direction, but everything has to be in harmony. If your feelings are off, one aspect is off, it's going to take you longer to get to Copper Harbor than if mm. you just would have, you know, stayed in alignment. If you just would have put the right kind of gas into your car, for example.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I'm just reading the comments here. I am too. <laughs> yep. Nancy's saying that her dad, her dad quickly learned to listen to her mother's intuitions and He was in construction as well. So, hey. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) A little bit of like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Um,
1: Synchronicity?
0: Yep. There we go. Synchronicity right there.
1: There (laughs) you go. So in order for us to follow our hunches in our business, we need to be in alignment to create Mm -hmm. that magic that we want. We have to, we have to have a roadmap in front of us. And everything's created in the mind because your mind is your most powerful tool. So when you're using the tool that um, is capable of taking us anywhere in our lives, making any decision, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent, we've set the intent with our mind. So Mm. the intention has been set. So even you ever notice whenever you make a bad choice, it can manifest like that. (laughs) (laughs) Because everything's in alignment with that bad choice. For some reason, sometimes when we want to make a bad choice, it's easier for us to make a bad choice than it is to make a a choice that's going to benefit us. But it's scary because we're afraid that we might fail.
0: Yeah, we take the path of least resistance, so to speak, even though it ends up making us miserable anyway, because the big fear of that unknown of oh, what's going to happen? What if it fails? And thing is, if you live your life in fear, you're not going to get very far in the first place so why not go for it
1: exactly why not go for it so if you can um if you have that big idea i always tell people when i'm working with them you know write it down write mm-hmm. down your big idea in your journal and then because your ideas i always say your ideas are the spirit world whispering in your ear um they're mm-hmm. reminding you of what your soul came back to here to achieve and accomplish and so when that big idea pops into your mind write it down and then go back and revisit it. You know, maybe it comes in the morning, write it down in the end of the night, you might be sitting there. Oh, what was that idea? So then you open up your journal or your piece of paper and you're like, oh yeah, that's the idea. And then you start building on that idea. How do I make this idea come to fruition? How is my intuition leading me to, to build the road to get there? And so it's all about those ideas. Some of them you know, we might not do anything with, but as long as we've recorded them, we have the opportunity to revisit them. And so a lot of things that happen with spirituality and business is making a record of what what we think of, because in Mm. any business, you're gonna have an idea on how you wanna move forward. It might not be the best idea, or it may be the the greatest idea you've ever had, but if you don't revisit it, you'll never know. So I'm always revisiting my ideas. If I hear if I hear something in my head, I'll get my journal out and I'll write it down immediately because they'll start dictating it for me now. Hmm. It'll be they'll dictate a whole class for me. They'll tell me how it's going to be, what I'm supposed to teach, how I'm supposed to go about it. You know, what are how are the people going to benefit from it? And within a matter of minutes, it'll completely be channeled. And then I'll fine tune it with my logical mind, with my human mind so that people can understand it in a um, what word do I want to use? what do they call it? in layman's terms.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, I'm just listening to all that, I'm sure some people would love to learn more about your classes uh, with the uh, NI connections, your business. So, how about you talk about the different classes that you offer and how they could really help out?
1: Okay, so I offer uh, I I know my title says medium Patty Horton because I am a medium. So, medium mm-hmm. is multifaceted. So, my mediumship I teach people, the first way that I recognized and understood that I was a medium is I had those experiences as a child, and then I read all the books that I could, and then I met the one and only teacher I sat with in her class for 26 years, even though I went to all different kinds of retreats with other teachers, but she was my home circle, right? Hmm. And so what Jackie taught me was how to create that channel and making that direct link with your team in the spirit world because they're here to step forward and help all of us. So when I learned how to create that channel, that's one of the greatest gifts that I um, find myself giving to people. So uh, I find myself, a lot of my business is around mentoring people and helping them to understand and come into their own spirituality. So they'll fill out a questionnaire and then through the questionnaire, their gifts will start to pop out. They mm. might have an idea of what they want, but as we sit there, I'll I'll read the questionnaire before the mentorship program starts, and mm. then I'll build a syllabus around what it is that they think that they want to learn and what is showing me more predominantly of their natural gifts that, that they hold inside of themselves. So what I do is I teach people how to tap into the greatness of their self. I teach mm. them how to um, not become a carbon copy of me, but... Yeah understand and recognize who you are. And I help them to find a way to let that light shine because my whole thing has always been, I am only the beacon that helps to amplify and ignite the light within you. Hmm. And so through my years of working in the spiritual field, I have been able to help a lot of people come into their own, whether it's a healer or a medium or a psychic or someone who wants to develop their intuition more strongly, for example, I can help people do all of those things so i do development circles where people meet weekly or I offer workshops i offer weekend retreats and so it depends on what i'm i'm putting out there to offer the people um a different group of people will gather so it, it's just so universal and so broad I, I i couldn't tell you that i'm only one thing i'm more than one thing but the 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 greatest gift that I can give to people is to help them to find the light within themselves so that they can begin to discover who they are on a spiritual aspect. But the other thing is, I always tell people, you have to find one foot and place it in the physical world. So you have to acknowledge your humanness and your life and and your house and your job and your car and making money, right? And then the other foot is your spiritual aspect and it goes on the other path. But they have to walk in harmony. They can't be separate. A foot on each path serves the human being more than if I was leaning too heavily to one or the other. So I help people to find balance in their spirituality and then their everyday life. And so that's another thing that I try to teach people um, the importance of. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to be, let's use medium. Mm -hmm. I just duly discovered that I'm a medium. I'm gonna quit my job and I'm gonna go be a medium. And Mm -hmm. I always tell people, keep your day job. Don't quit your day job because you have to have a way to support yourself. And so you have to find a way to balance the work. So as you work your spirituality and you work your day job, when your spirituality and the money that you can make supersedes what you can make during your day job, that's the day that you know that you can put that day job to bed. Because sometimes Mm. people abandon what they need to do and then they find themselves sinking in a dark hole and they don't know how to get out of it because they've thrown everything to the wayside. So anybody who wants to be an entrepreneur in any field needs to recognize that you have to grow them side by side. You can't completely abandon one for the other because you have to mm-hmm. find a way to support yourself and put food on the table and pay your bills. Yeah, so sounds, that's sounds just a like
0: that. Sounds a bit like Taoism teaching right there with the balancing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so um, what is life? Life is about finding the natural flow and rhythm mm-hmm. of everything, but we can't abandon all that we are and go live in a burlap sack in the woods, because how is that going to serve us? At night, we're going to be cold. (laughs) We're not gonna, we're going to have only a burlap sack. How are we going to feed ourselves? How are we going to create shelter for ourselves? Because we've become off balance, and we're leaning too heavily in one direction. And we've forgotten that we're human beings. And Mm so I think spiritually, Um, A lot of people who are seeking this path really need to recognize that your humanness is just as important to recognize as your spiritual
0: heart is. Hmm. So uh, we actually have a question from Nancy here saying, I know each medium has their own way that they know a spirit is with them. Do you hear spirits like see them talking in front of you or you just hear them in your head?
1: Okay. Well, uh, both. If I'm doing a reading or, I always say I'm always tuned in, but I'm not turned on. So when I say tuned in, that means that I'm always walking around in a in a in an awakened state. So I don't shut anything off, and then I'll feel the nudges of spirit. I might get a goosebump, or I might get a thought in my head, or you know, there a ringing in my ear, and I'll say, "Okay, I know somebody's with me. You know, mm-hmm. who's with me, and what's your message for me?" And then I'll start to hear them and my eyes might might go around a room and then it will land on somebody. And when it lands on that person, um, the pictures start to um, come forward into my mind. The spirits can appear next to the person, but it's not like I'm seeing spirits everywhere because any human being that says that they do, you would be absolutely bonkers because mm. You wouldn't be able to function in your life. If you, if we walked around and you saw how many people were standing around you or me every day, it would, it would be unnerving because we wouldn't be able to concentrate on our everyday life. So the yeah. spirit world comes in in a way and presents themselves during the time of a reading. So I can see them during the time of a reading, but not necessarily all the time. They'll get me more in a voice. Hello. Hello. I have a message. Who's there? What do you have to say? And so yeah. they'll give me thoughts. So thoughts are the very first way or the first impression that they get my attention. So my clear audience. Yeah, that's a good mm. question.
0: Yeah. Very interesting. I mm-hmm. I don't believe I've ever seen a spirit before. So I, <laughs> <laughs> But we who do. knows, maybe when I decide to finally get around to joining one of the the group gatherings we have because I remember the one where you had the like the photo the video of that little light orb going past around your ear or something like that.
1: Seance yeah Yeah. so in the seance so that's I was doing trance mediumship and so when you do trance work um, you sit in a state it's called the altered state and so what Mm -hmm. happens is is that this personality this person that you see here I it's like I take a vacation and so all of my internal organs will slow down, my blood pressure will slow down. Um, I will be not of my own thought, my breathing will slow down. And then the convergence Mm -hmm. of the spirit world, my team will step forward, and they'll utilize my body. And so their mind's energy blends with my mind's energy. And they begin to use my body and my voice to communicate in a present state. So they make their awareness and their presence known through my body. And so things like around my ear or the spirits, the spirit shadows that you saw on the wall and the spirit shadow you saw around my hand and the other photo, they're mm-hmm. making their presence known. That night was the first night that I captured pictures. And I heard during the week, you need to capture photograph. We will make our presence known. So mm-hmm. I had a large group. We had over 26 people in there. And um, one of my friends happened to show up and I looked at her and said, mm-hmm. I, I, would you take photographs from me, for me, just sitting in your chair, no flash. And so she took the photographs and there were more pictures and there was the evidence um, appeared in five different pictures. So it was really, really amazing, but intuitively um, they, they already told me this is what mm-hmm. we need to do so that we can make our presence known. Because when you do that trans work, people will tell you um, the energy in the room was different. It was the most beautiful experience. I, I, we, this is what we were expecting, but that's the spirit world stepping forward. It has nothing to do with me. I just offer my body as the tool for them to utilize on that night. So trance work is different. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you saw the light appear around my ear, which was, and if you blew the picture up, Chris, you could actually see a face, a little round a face. face, that a face face right next to my ear and then it was like an antenna went upwards and then there was another face in my hair and it looked like a blossoming flower it was incredible it was incredible and but they had told me that that was was going to happen and you know i trusted it i listened and we did it so
0: Hmm. yeah (laughs) (laughs) man it's like oh ghost hunters up here only it's actually happening so
1: Yes, trance work is definitely it's definitely different. You have to sit for a lot of years in order for the for the trance state to begin to manifest mm. itself through the medium. It takes a lot of dedication and trust in the spirit world and um a trust with your team. And so it's something that people shouldn't enter into lightly. It's not, you know, it's not the the, the natural ability for everybody. And um it's really it'll take me about 48 hours to recover because. Mm my body is exhausted from the exchange of energy. I, I, when I come out of the trance state, my mind is blank. Uh, It's almost as if I'm empty. And it takes me probably a good 10 minutes to start really coming back into myself to be able to communicate with people because it's such a heavy experience on my body. But it's the most beautiful experience. If you listen to the channeled information that pours through me as the trans medium to the people, mm. because the stuff that's said to them and the validation that they give afterward is mind blowing to me. It's mm. just, it's just something. So I had saw my first trans medium in 1993. Mm. Um, so spirit, yes, Todd. Yeah, Todd's are... question.
0: I'm just going to say it right. here. So Todd is asking, so spirits are constantly around us.
1: Yeah, spirits are constantly around us. Um, They're always around us because we have a team that works with us. So um, we have spirit guides and teachers. And as just like in school, when you go from kindergarten to first grade to second grade to third grade and so on, our spirit guides and teachers change with us as we evolve. So as we learn one aspect of ourselves and we have this growth, that spirit guide will step away and, and another spirit guide of higher knowledge and wisdom will step forward to work with you as you evolve. And that's the way that it works. And just like your kindergarten teacher couldn't teach you about sixth grade, you know, your sixth grade teacher is not going to teach you what your college professor professor can teach you. Mm. And so if you can equate it to your human life as going through the stages of school, the same thing happens with the guides and teachers that work with us throughout our lifetime. You know, we're born with a guide that's our constant, a, a guide that's been with us from birth and will be with us till death. And so we have that one guide that walks with us always and is never never, um, far away from us. And so that guide watches us as we go through our evolution. But we have a whole team that comes in and works with us all the time, you know? So if you find yourself doing something new or creative, you know that you have a guide that's working with you on a creative aspect of self, helping Mm -hmm. you to Discover, you know, am I a painter? Am I a drawer? Do what, you know, can I work with color? You know, am I, you know, is black and white my thing? You know, uh, you know, do I paint a car? Am I a house painter? You know, whatever it is creatively, you have those teachers that are standing there with you, pushing you forward because there's something to be gained from that experience. So yeah, we do have spirits around us all the time. It's a wonderful thing.
0: <laughs> Interesting, because I only looked into a little bit of spirituality because with uh I've heard all kinds of stuff like empaths uh indigo children and all this uh other stuff I never I I don't believe I'm trying to remember if I heard something like this before
1: (laughs) well you know um the spirit guides and teachers don't get um see that's that's the beauty of Jackie so Jackie was my teacher and so whenever you hear about me talk about Miss Jackie you'll see me about her wisdom sometimes on my on my Facebook page you'll hear me reference her often. Mm. She was the one who even though I had been studying my books for 10 years she's the one who brought all of that bookwork and helped me to implement what I needed from what I learned from those books into my life. So hmm. she helped me to understand and recognize the connection to my guides and teachers. Your guides and teachers are going to approach you in the form of energy. You might feel like, "Oh, I need to do this, or, oh, I shouldn't go that way, or, oh, I better call my mother, or, oh my goodness, um, I'm gonna get in trouble at work, or, gosh, something great's gonna happen for me today. You know, these are all the impressions from your guides and teachers nudging those um, inner workings of yourself, bringing them to the surface, helping you to recognize them. So they work with Mm -hmm. us side by side. That's why I said earlier, if we could see the guides and teachers of the spirits around us, it would be too overwhelming for the human being to Mm -hmm. experience. We would never get anything done because the room would be filled, literally filled with spirits and so that's the beauty of spirit but if you can recognize their energy then you can recognize how they're pushing you forward in life or they're guiding you or showing you to step through this door stay away from that door
0: and and i'm assuming other hints like such as angel numbers for example Mm -hmm.
1: Mm. yeah you know like numbers numbers that might come in in synchronicity why am i seeing these numbers why am i seeing these numbers you know what what is the significance of these numbers and so there's a a thing, my friend, um, I have a friend, his name is Jerry, and I call him the old wise one. And so he knows how to decode the gematria. I believe that's how you say it. And so it's this Jewish book of numbers that helps you to under um, on a biblical level, what those numbers, how those numbers are significant in your life. So whenever I have some numbers come up to me, I'll always send a wise one a message. Hey, a wise one, you know, hmm. such and such numbers are coming up for me. What do you have for me? And he gives you the most beautiful dissertation of what those numbers mean. So, you know, numbers are also connected to numerology. So, hmm. you know, how numerically are those numbers affecting you? So, you Everything there's a reason for everything that we're seeing, so if you see numbers duplicating before you, go and do a little research. Google has a lot of stuff, but go a little deeper if you can, yeah, because there's a significance there for sure.
0: Yeah, and speaking of books, I believe you have an upcoming book. Could you tell us about that?
1: I do, it's called Um, I Am the Light and it's um, The Wisdom of Jesus in the 21st Century. Now, um I've uh, channeled information from Jesus for, for a long time, for a lot of years. And so mm. one of the earliest recollections I have is in um, 1994, and it was during a uh, meditation, and it's in the book. And I talk about um, the way that Je- Jesus appeared to me. And as mm. I was writing the book, I came across mm. this meditation because I was invited somewhere to speak about the teachings of Jesus. And I thought, oh, okay. you know, And so I started looking through all of the information that I had written about Jesus and the guides and teachers said, it's time to put the book out. And so, mm. um, and they wanted me to do it for the last five years. And so over the last five years, Jesus has really made a big impression in my life and um, come through with wisdom. And the beauty of the book is like the Tao. It doesn't mm. tell you what to think or what to believe. It allows you to come to your own conclusions. That's how it's written. So, It's about the wisdom of Jesus over the ages for over 2,000 years. What Jesus said back 2,000 years ago still applies to today's living. Hmm. And so it brings it all back into the present. So that's That's what the book's
0: about. Yeah, Interesting. So when is this book coming out and where can we get (laughs) our
1: copies? (laughs) Um, I actually, well, when I got involved with The Next Impactor, I had just just sent the book to my editor. And mm-hmm. then being in that competition for those first you know, few months, really the, the book kind of got put on the back shelf. So mm-hmm. as I wrapped up all of my classes because I'm in the transition of a move, um, I'm going to spend the next month or two and I'm gonna be working on the edits and sending them back out to editor. So I'm gonna say probably the beginning of next year, the book will be out. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. The book cover is beautiful. Um, I am the light it just is it just is beautiful and it just says a lot about what was Jesus to everybody Jesus was the light and what does Mm -hmm. the light teach us the light teaches us how to um, really come into our own how do we shine that that aspect of God out into the world you know Mm -hmm. what Jesus teaches he teaches you the way what is the way the way is unconditional love you know, mm-hmm. so Jesus teaches us the, you know, people say, oh, he teaches us the way to God, but what does God truly teach us? God truly teaches us about love. Yeah. So this book is kind of Taoist a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you'll enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so we're going to take one more question here because we're getting down to the hour, so to speak. But Todd is asking, so do we choose our parents?
1: Absolutely. We choose our parents. We choose our parents because, um, we choose them for lessons. So before we're born, we get to kind of hover around and then we find the perfect match for us. It's, I, it's funny. Cause I'm hearing in my head, it's kind of like match.com. <laughs> <That's beautiful,
0: laughs> so, match.com in the other yeah. world.
1: Spiritualmatch.com. So there'll be a mom and a dad and they give your soul the perfect opportunity to come back here and learn a lesson that will help your soul to evolve. So mm-hmm. say, for example, you had mm-hmm. to learn the lesson of addiction. You might be born into either you know, an alcoholic father and maybe uh, maybe your mom, the mother or the wife was abused by the alcoholic father. But on a soul level, you had to learn about both of those experiences because in your lives previously, you're, um, you didn't quite get there. You didn't quite understand or recognize the lesson. So you came back here to overcome addiction. So addiction is one of the hardest things that the soul can overcome. One of the hardest lessons that the soul can overcome Um, and learn from is addiction. So um, we come back here and then we learn about, you know, maybe we'll go and struggle with a bit of addiction as we watched our father, you know, our father be an alcoholic, for example. And so maybe Mm -hmm. we experience alcoholism, but then we realize alcoholism isn't serving us, but he's still living that alcoholic life, right? And Mm -hmm. so we overcome that alcoholism and we break and shatter the pattern. And so then we create a new set of circumstances for ourselves, even though our father might still be there. He became the lesson or the example for us to learn from. But we Mm -hmm. come back, it's not only for lessons that are hard, it's also for multiple reasons why we choose our parents, but it's always because they give our soul an opportunity to learn on the highest level possible during the lifetime that we incarnate. So, you know, and we've had many lifetimes. So I'm, I I very much believe in reincarnation. So our soul is more than one life. Yes.
0: <laughs> Interesting. So, man, we could just keep going through this on and on. So I feel like we need to have a revisit here in the future. So
1: I think so. I would love to, you know, I, I, there's yeah. so much to talk about. Spirituality is so all-encompassing. Like I had said, you know, um, it's not only about one thing. That's why I say if you're seeking a path of spirituality or spiritual, I call it spiritual. I'm a spiritual now. <laughs> so if you're a spiritual spiritualpreneur. So if you're seeking that spiritual outlet, um me too. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. You're welcome. <laughs> if we're seeking that outlet, we have to find what is it? What is it that we can serve the world with? Because Mm -hmm. I'm serving the world, I'm serving just a a tiny portion of the public, right? But there's somebody else that can serve somebody else or another portion of the public, something that I just don't possess during Mm -hmm. this time. So spirituality is so encompassing and so big. There's so many people out there. You just have to find yourself a teacher that you resonate with so that they can help you find your way to place your own feet upon the path Mm -hmm. and then decide how do you want to make this a part of your everyday life, whether it's a business or just finding a way to allow your spiritual heart to shine within your everyday life. And that's the best way to be.
0: And that's the best way to end this that's for certain <laughs> <laughs> oh man so uh how so how can I come and contact you and learn more about what you do and of inner eye connection
1: um well i have a facebook page and it's called inner eye connections with medium patty horton so it's um uh, my website is inner eye connections all paths inner eye connections spelled that way lead to me <laughs> <laughs> so If you're looking to find out anything about me, go to my website and check me out. You know, I say, if you, if you find a teacher that you're interested in, if they're offering a public demonstration, go and see them because their public demonstration is going to demonstrate the energy that they have in the world. And that energy is going to either resonate with you or it's not. And Mm -hmm. so what happens is, is that public demonstration gives you your first connection to that person that you think has something to give to you and then you'll know if you'll make an investment within that person. But that's how they can find me and then they can find my phone number there and then my, web and my um, email address and all of those things. Another thing too is if you wanna have a reading with me, communicate with me via email because I don't wanna know anything about your life. I only wanna know your name and I wanna set up a time for the reading because I don't want you to tell me anything about you. I want the spirit world to fill you with the information that you need. As they say, mm-hmm. never feed the medium because the medium shouldn't have to be fed from you. We should be able to feed you from our, from the spirit world. So mm-hmm. that's one thing. If you wanna call me about classes, that's fine. We can talk about that. But people tend to get on the phone and they wanna start telling me about their lives. Mm-hmm. And so if they wanna have mm-hmm. a reading with me, it kind of, you know, I those aspects might be covered during a reading. And they might be like, oh, well, I told you that on the phone. That's why I say, I only want your name and your phone number and your date. And then, and then we'll set up the time and we'll have the reading and then we move forward from there.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I just wanted to thank you again for com- coming on. I really p- appreciate this. Yep.
1: It Yay. was so fun. I just really love to chat with you. I think you have the most amazing energy. I remember the first time I saw you and we were doing a live because of the next impactor and you came on. I think it was Mary's live. And I remember seeing your energy. And I, and I knew in that moment that there was something so special about you. There was something so genuine about you. There was just this heart that was so big and wanted to serve the world in such a way. And um, your creativity just shined and sparkled. I mean, you really, truly are a really wonderful, beautiful, amazing person. And I wanna thank you for the opportunity to sit here and chat with you because I, I could chat with you all day
0: <laughs> man same here there's so many topics in terms of spirituality that's just too larger than the universe
1: <laughs> yeah well we could come you know i mean i have some really cool stories you know we could have it you know if you ever want to chat again we can talk about the stories i can i can tell hmm. you some some things that have happened that would blow your mind and and they're really cool because other people will be able to relate to them you know, and so really help them to say, oh, I can do that. Oh, I get that. Oh, I'm just like that. Oh, my goodness, this happened to me. I think we could have a lot of fun having another conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, so Todd's asking, so it could be done all on the phone?
1: Absolutely, because all I need to do is tap into your energy. I don't need to, I can do it on the phone. I could do it um, like on a video i can do it in person but i've done live readings over the radio i've done live readings for tv so um, it's all about the energy the energy doesn't lie so i tune into your soul on an energetic level and i see where your soul is at spiritually during the time of the reading and i communicate to you information on a soul level but i can also communicate with those who have crossed over so i allow both worlds to collide i never separate them out because if your mother has something that she wants to say, I want to give her the opportunity to have something to say, and as well as the spirit guides and teachers during our time together. So it's never separate. It's an all-encompassing reading, so for mm-hmm. sure.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. And also, for if anyone wants to learn more about Two Autistic Eyes, there's the Facebook page, Two Autistic Eyes Official. And of course, there's the YouTube channel where this is also being streamed on. So yeah. if you like... Subscribe, like, share, and also uh, coming up in the next day or two, I'm also going to have a Patreon opened up for anyone that would like to help keep this going. So more information on that later. So thank you guys for joining. I really appreciate you guys uh, giving such support for Patty Horton. And I really appreciate it. And you know what? Just for Nancy, let's just uh, read we launched a little intro video shall we as a way of closing so yeah. thank you guys and uh hope to see you again next time bye